Good evening. This is being recorded for playback on April 1. Have your Bible ready in Proverbs chapter 1. Proverbs chapter 1 verses 8 through 19. Proverbs 1, 8 through 19. Well, uh, this is a curious coincidental occasion. April 1. We noted in our first class in Proverbs on Sunday how much attention this book devotes to defining various kinds of fools. And today is, in our culture, April Fool's Day. We are studying this because, number one, we don't want to be fools, and number two, we want to have good influence on the fools we know to lead them to fear the Lord. So Proverbs 1, 8 through 19, and that will be after prayer. Heavenly Father, help us in our pursuit of wisdom. May we firm up our faith, remember what is right, and determine to be better disciples of Christ each day. Help us in these endeavors and attitudes. In Jesus' name, amen. There is a familiar format in the book of Proverbs that I hope is something going on in our society and our homes and families father-son discussions. I well remember those times when my father would talk to me about various matters of life. I know that some of that time I didn't pay good attention. We didn't have a car, so we walked to church and back, and those became occasions for my father to issue warnings, provide encouragement, and review my Bible lessons. In Proverbs, and in this passage in particular, there is this father-son format of instruction. Let's listen now in Proverbs 1, 8 through 19. Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching, for they are a graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, Come with us, let us lie in wait for blood, let us ambush the innocent without reason. Like Sheol, let us swallow them alive and whole, like those who go down to the pit. We shall find all precious goods, we shall fill our houses with plunder, throw in your lot among us. We will all have one purse. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Hold back your foot from their paths, for their feet run to evil, and they make haste to shed blood, for in vain is a net spread in the sight of any bird. But these men lie in wait for their own blood. They set an ambush for their own lives. Such are the ways of everyone who is greedy for unjust gain. It takes away the life of its possessors." Now, here's what we may do with this passage. We may read it and may say to ourselves, this has never happened to me. I don't run around with people like this. Whether you are a teenager, young adult, middle-aged, or senior citizen, this may be your first reaction to this passage. This kind of thing doesn't happen to me. I can skip this passage. I grew up in a lower middle-class working neighborhood in Arkansas. 
and there were some pretty rough kids. But nobody ever approached me with this kind of invitation. In high school, I ran around with pretty good kids. Nothing like this ever came up. In the Army and then college, this sort of temptation never came up. Let's ambush someone. Let's hurt them and steal from them. Nobody's ever said these things to me. So, typically, we read a passage like this and we dismiss the possibility and we skip the passage. I think that's a mistake. Here's the question. Is this father talking to his son about just and only this kind of temptation? Or is this an illustration of not only this, but all sorts of other forms of temptation? I'll say that again. Is this father talking to his son about just this kind of temptation? Or is this an illustration of all sorts of other forms of temptation? I think what the father wants to get across to his son is to give him an example of temptation and at the same time warn him about the thing described. I cannot rule out that this actually happened, that it does happen, and that the teaching given here applies if this exact thing occurs. But my sense is the father is issuing a warning to his son about temptation, and this is one example. Let's go back now and look at the parts of it. Let's do some analysis, break it down. There is a direct, open temptation. Come with us. Other forms of temptation may be subtle, like peer pressure or compromise. This is direct and open and bold. Come with us. It is an invitation to violence. Let us lie in wait for blood. Let us ambush the innocent without reason. So this is bold. It is brutal. It even says, ambush the innocent without reason. The gang will attack an innocent person and there is even added clarity without reason. This is what fools do. They hurt people for some perceived self-advantage and they admit they understand it's without reason. And the proposal here is dramatic and vivid. Let us swallow them alive and whole like those who go down to the pit. There is an element of exaggeration there, perhaps, hyperbole. So it's clear this is not just a little punch in the nose. This is brutal. It's complete. It's down to the pit. Dramatic. Why? We shall find all precious goods. We shall fill our houses with plunder. Later in Proverbs, personal responsibility is taught. Hard work, get a job, take care of yourself and your family, don't depend on others and don't steal. But these are fools here who seek to violently take what isn't theirs to fill their houses. And then there is the recruiting pitch. Throw in your lot with us, sign here. We will all have one purse. Fools try to recruit other fools with promises that are never really kept. And they become even more foolish when they unite, pooled or combined foolishness. 
The promise up front becomes dreaded disappointment in the end. It creates victims, and the fools become reinforced and encouraged by their companionship with other fools. So at verse 15, the father's voice increases in volume. My son, don't do it. Don't do this. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Don't join that band of robbers, that gang of fools. Back away. Hold back your foot from their paths. The father wants his son to know their feet run to evil. They make haste to shed blood. In vain is a net spread in the sight of any bird. I can almost hear the father's passion and intensity. These men lie in wait for their own blood. They set an ambush for their own lives. Son, are you listening? So here is this concerned father who loves his son, wants to warn him of what he will face out in the world and on the streets. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, come with us, let us lie and wait for blood, do not walk in the way with them. This might be a good time in this recording as you're listening to pause and take notes, or if you're in a group, discuss the implications of this. All right, back to something I said earlier. Temptations we face may not be exactly like this, yet they contain some of the same elements and require the same rejection. Let me repeat that. Temptation we face today may not be exactly like this, yet they contain some of the same elements. Let me identify three of those common elements. Number one, the invitation. Every temptation contains some element of invitation. It's inviting. It may not be a verbally stated invitation. Hey, let's go rob someone. Let's go out and do drugs. Let's sin against God and break the law. But in every temptation, there is this element of invitation. We're being invited by a circumstance, a struggle, peer pressure, a thought, an appetite. Be on guard against subtle invitations that are indirect. In your mind, an alarm needs to go off that you're being invited to do something foolish. Number two, the promise. Temptation contains the message that sin will bring us into a richer and fuller experience of life, that sin will deliver us from boredom, distract us from stress, and fulfill some exciting fantasy or appetite. You've heard preachers say, sin promises everything good, but delivers everything bad. I need to be alert to promises that don't hold up to the scrutiny of test. Subject promises to the test of validity and reason and your relationship with God. Don't be a fool on April 1 or on any other day. Number three, the outcome. Look back at our passage. Listen to this part. For in vain is a net spread in the sight of any bird, but these men lie in wait for their own blood. They set an ambush for their own lives. 
Such are the ways of everyone who is greedy for unjust gain. It takes away the life of its possessors. One of the signs of maturity and wisdom is serious risk assessment. If I do this, what's going to happen? Serious risk assessment is a sign of maturity. There are some people who just have never really attained that skill or level of maturity and responsibility. They just jump right in. Impulsive, they will join up with almost anyone to do almost anything without giving time to assess the outcome, the consequences. They walk straight into trouble and you tell them, look what choices you're making could have a bad outcome. And they say, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead. And they turn around and walk right down another path again. It takes away the life of the possessor. If we would just pause and think about and assess the outcome, measure the risk. Where am I going? What's it going to lead to? The outcome needs our good attention up front to avoid the ruin of sin, and to turn away from God. So, it may be in my life, especially at my place in life, nobody will invite me to ambush an innocent person and fill my house with the take. I don't expect that. It wouldn't be hard for me to say no, but at every phase of life, there are little openings spotted by the devil, designed to take us down, take us away from God. So let's listen again to the passage and think of this not as a limited circumstance of being invited to participate in an ambush, but one example of how temptation takes fools captive. Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching, for they are a graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, Come with us, let us lie in wait for blood, let us ambush the innocent without reason. Like Sheol, let us swallow them alive and whole, like those who go down to the pit. We shall find all precious goods. We shall fill our houses with plunder. Throw in your lot among us. We will all have one purse. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Hold back your foot from their paths, for their feet run to evil, and they make haste to shed blood. For in vain is a net spread in the sight of any bird, but these men lie in wait for their own blood. They set an ambush for their own lives. Such are the ways of everyone who is greedy for unjust gain. It takes away the life of its possessors. Then I want to say this as I close. In addition to the wisdom of Proverbs that in so many ways puts us on alert, we have the atoning sacrifice of Christ his example and teaching to keep us wise, our defenses up, and to avoid the journey of fools 
into destruction. Thank you for joining us in this study.